All right, welcome to the Bros Basket Doodles, guys. Uh, today we have a special guest with us. Uh, of course, uh, always with you, Kiko Flo in the Hizzle, always with me, my co-host, and, uh, well, I think one of the most prominent influences in the Eastern Bloc of Russia is your boy Stevie D in the building. <laughs> Takashan, what's up? Is that so, like a thing from I your... don't know, I thought that's what they say. That's I could be wrong. Right. They're probably gonna eat me alive for that. But. Yeah, yeah. While we're still alive, we want to introduce you guys to Diego, good friend from my childhood, but also a super interesting cat. So, yeah, that's him. Go say Hi. something. Feel uncomfortable. <laughs> oh yeah, I've heard everyone say thank you for having me. So thank you for having me. <laughs> is that is that the it's norm? In his contract, is that like the he, him, he has to say. This. I'm guessing that's what I'm supposed to say. <laughs> something like that. Oh, yeah. That works. No, but we are happy to have you, Diego. Uh, actually, uh, you know, unfortunately, the listeners will never know this, but we were having such a wonderful conversation prior to uh, hopping on here. So we're going to keep that conversation going, I hope, or at least to some degree. Um, cool. But but we are super excited to have you on. Yeah, your plethora of knowledge. So thank you for joining us today. Thank you for having me. Well, actually, yeah, I was pretty excited about this since Kiko told me a long time ago. I was like, oh my god, this is. This is fun because I laugh a lot with you guys. <laughs> For those who don't know, I'm meeting Steve today and I was just telling him that I feel like I know him already because I'm I'm on like episode 37 and on my drives and my walks, I keep the brosky doodles on. So nice. Seriously, it's nice. Thanks. Thanks for, for doing that. That lights up my heart, bro. And that's for real. It's like, you know, even though. <clears throat> we're still growing every time i get somebody telling me like hey bro my drives to work i've been listening to the party or whenever i it's party a good i like to call it party but then now i just notice that it might sound like you know party training so i don't know so <laughs> but people tell me this shit like uh, it just makes it nice to to know that that people appreciate it so you know thanks for coming you were telling us something regarding cameras because we're talking about the gear uh for people that are, are listening Diego is, uh, well, besides being a friend of, of mine from my childhood, he's also become very uh, sort of interested in, in the whole world of photography, videography, and he actually has a business from it, and, and he's just really good at this. So we're just talking about different cameras and, and different, um, uh, different types of cameras for different scenarios. And I remember when I was getting my camera, uh, I asked Diego, and, and he would tell me, well, it depends, like... For this, you wanna for this, and I just wanted him to give me like a simple answer, like, dude, just tell me I need to buy one camera. Tell me which one to fucking buy, you know. And at the end, he he did help me a lot, but it was always like this conditional things, right? And at the end, I do understand, as you as I start getting involved in the world of videography myself and photography, is that he is right. I mean, yes, I could help you and tell you which one you might wanna get to start off with, but. Depending on what realm you want to get into, there's so many things that you want to consider. So, uh, would you like to expand a little on that? Like, you know, you were talking about the camera that you would you wanted to have from now on for your jobs and being more like mirrorless with crop sensor. What is your um, your opinion on this? And could you elaborate on that idea a little bit? Yeah, for sure. Well, first of all, that talk we had it like over a year ago, and back then. Um, the new mirrorless cameras from Canon hadn't been out and the new Sony A, yeah, A7S III hasn't, hadn't come out. So now my answer would most likely be the R5 from Canon. That's, that's a beast um, for all around. But 
Yeah, right now I have a 77D as a crop, um, crop factor camera at a 1.6. And I was talking to Stevie about switching to an M50 uh, mirrorless crop still because of the, um, the speed booster. Talking about getting more bokeh and keeping it light. I do a lot of field work. I usually do landscape photography and most of my classes are way out in the mountain or somewhere in the woods. And having all that gear in my bag, it really makes me think twice about what do I switch to make it lighter. Right. Um, and if the lighter gear you have, the more shrooms you could take with you up into the mountain. Exactly. <laughs> okay, okay. Or, take back. Or, take or take back depending on, on your harvesting no, skills. With you. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. So 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 I told Steve about this guy Thomas Heaton. I'm a big fan of him. Um he's a landscape photographer and videographer. He used to do everything with his uh 5D Mark IV, which is a great full sensor um DSLR. And he switched to an M50 and to a Fuji X-T3. And the reason was that he could do a lot of, um, he pretty much compared quality video-wise and photography, which everything that he prints and, and uploads, he saw no big, no significant difference. So that's why he switched. And that made me think a lot about whether do I keep saving for an EOS R or do I just buy like two M50s? I could start doing two point shot recordings and have a speed booster and then get a lot more from the lenses that I already own. Those are, so, so sorry to interrupt, those are the M50, those are mirrorless, right? Those are mirrorless, yeah. Okay, so yeah. is the debate here between keeping uh, a DSLR camera and, and you know enjoying the benefits of that analog system that's been working good for many years but that it is a heavy um, camera, or going to a mirrorless that has, it's, it's, you know, it's improved in the sense of it's newer software, uh, newer technology, it's a lot lighter because you don't, you don't need the mechanical stuff that's on a DC, DSLR, and it's lighter and easier to manage, but obviously the, the, the debate is, is there like a loss, in, a loss in quality when you move from the mechanical on a DSLR to a mirrorless, and is that decay in quality, if there is one, worth it when you're saving you know money on buying the camera uh weight uh ease of use is that sort of where we're falling on this topic like on this debate actually i uh, i researched plenty to say that i don't think there's a compromise when you go from dslr to a mirrorless um it all depends once again like you said God <laughs> there's always an answer around <laughs> it but pretty much most have, mirrorless have nowadays politics <laughs> I, yeah, actually, as an architect, I've always w I thought about going into uh, Ministry of Urban Development, which is something that I love. Okay. But that's on another subject. You see, he always um, has an answer to it as well. <laughs> <laughs> no, but yeah, so, sorry. So you say there's no compromise between going there's to There's no disorder, compromise. Right. Actually, Why? I think there's way more to gain because uh, mirrorless is more software. Um, software, you upload um, faster. Uh, everything that has to do with the screen with the interface the user interface then having it digitalized through a mechanical shutter uh going through the processor and then going to your camera of course if you're going to go to something like the 1dx mark 3 you most likely won't notice it because that's that's a beast but if you compare that to the r5 or the a7s 3 
then seriously, all you're gonna have is way more options. And apart from that, like you up the update your phone, um, you can update your camera. Mm -hmm. Like the EOS R, when it came out, it was kind of shitty. The EOS RP, which is like their 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 budget friendly mirrorless full frame camera from Canon, it's like under nine hundred bucks, and people used to hate it. But then they just upgraded firmware. They now you have I, yeah. I believe is eye detection and 24 FPS, which is the things that people wanted to get. And just like that, like with the R5 and the R6, they were overheating while recording in 8K. They just did a firmware update and that's fixed. You can't do that with a DSLR. Yeah. You have to seriously go into the processor and the mechanics of it and then try and fix all of that. So you you kind of go to that balance between having a cell phone you know something's getting fucked up engineers are working on it on the back end they just up, upload the, um, the update to their server you download it you install it and that's it yeah. you you could just keep moving forward so i seriously think that dslrs are gonna die like god damn it this year i just got this year. shit no doubt about it no i agree yeah but you got a great camera you got a great camera um but like I've told you, as I've long never as you had want a to camera. Do nothing else. <laughs> Don't even move the camera. Just leave it there. It'll stay working. <laughs> I can, I actually know of uh, this anchor device that you can attach it to the wall, <laughs> and I think it's gonna be a great a great improvement to your webcam setup. If anything <laughs> else, a nice decoration. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, no, but, but I know yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm a, like, I have an ADD, and I think. I think that even though I, this is like, you could say, old uh, technology, this is a beast of a camera. But I do see the type of uh, improvements that you're talking about. So, so you would say that that a, that a camera, that the mirrorless, if, if it has the same sort of quality sensor or, or at least comparable, you don't see any uh, advantage to the DSLR in quality or? Price, probably. Prices no, not even because because the mirrorless also seem to be cheaper. Yeah, the M50 is cheaper than my camera. That's why mm. the money that I was thinking to save towards the RP, I'll switch it for the two M50s. That way I could shoot from two different angles and do a lot of other things. Mm. Plus, it has 4K. Sure, it's cropped 4K to 1.7, but still, when I upload it to Premiere Pro, it reads it at 3020 or something like that to 2060. Right now, everything I upload, um, it's uh, nineteen twenty to ten and eighty. So now, when you grab when, when you grab advantage. when you grab that amount of you know four K resolution, even if it's not full four K resolution, when you grab that and you export to nineteen eighty, do you still get an advantage of having had a lot more pixels and concentrate them in eighteen twenty? Big time, big time. Not only the ten eighty, yeah, exactly. It's not only the the pixel compression that you get. Like Peter McKinnon, he records in eight K and he compresses down to ten eighty. He's such a flex, though, man. Why the hell are you recording a <laughs> vlog in eight K? Because you can. I know, you I can. know, I know. <laughs> Him and his That's the nice thing. Him and, yeah. Did you see warehouse. that video with him and um, Marquez Brown where he, he arguments why? Because Peter McKinnon was with his DS, 1DX Mark II. Mark. And he's like, why do you overkill with uh, 8K? And then a couple of months after, he's, he's got doing it. the same camera. Yeah. 
I know. Well, yeah. there, you know, when you've got money to blow out your ass like that, I, I don't understand. <laughs> I mean, what else do you do? Oh, you, know? you have to be. It's the not best. only that. It's the dynamic range. Is that if you got a frame and you wanna um, zoom in four times and then end up with the same quality as 1080, you could do all of that. Well, yeah. for us doing a 1080, and even if we're doing slow zoom, and if, even if we're just doing a two percent zoom, we start losing quality. Going up to 4K, that's that's the main advantage. Yeah. Then again, Tony and Chelsea, Tony Northrup, he did a pretty interesting video about why 4K is kind of a, a, a more of a trend than actually practicality because most people consume videos. YouTube is mostly consumed on the phone. Yeah. And most most of the resolution is usually at 1080, even if you got a kick-ass uh, 2K phone display. Right. Um, so for me, the, the, going up to the 4k with a crop is kind of an advantage, mostly for when I'm doing wildlife, cause, uh, that 1.7 crop zooming in with 4k plus having my, uh, 1.6 crop on Canon on my 300 mil, um, that's going to give me like a 450 mil zoom to wildlife stabilized and apart from that i could crop from pork i could zoom in from 4k to 1080 right so that for me is just stacking on stacking on stacking to something that it's really hard for me to get close to like birds or right. whatever type of wildlife i'm trying to get to well yeah that's yeah. something that i i really like now but 300 but mil though you're that's that's pretty impressive too still you know but yeah you shooting shooting wildlife i'm assuming you probably have to have Incredible yeah, usually, distance. ideally, you would get a, a, a 600 mil at four, and I don't have the money for that, mm -hmm. so I just work around it. Yeah, some Discovery <laughs> Channel shit right there. Now, you say that, that uh, you know, most people don't, like, consume things at 4K and shit like that, but if you're doing, like, McKinnon, right, uh, filming at 8K or even at 4K, and then compressing down and exporting at 1080, you're still getting a... And you know, like an advantage on that, right? Yeah, big time, big time. Um, Would this explain why I see some videos on YouTube on 1080? I'm like, why is YouTube like fucking with my footage? Like, it seems like they're not giving me the quality. <laughs> well, I mean, I think that does happen though, because the footage that I upload is a lot better than the footage that appears on YouTube. I mean, oh, YouTube definitely has to compress it. Well, I think that happens a lot on the way we we export. I've been I did a couple of videos to upload and I'm like, okay, I have to research more on how to get higher quality. And the way we compress it and the way we upload it has a lot to do with that. YouTube is usually um updating their rules and their suggestions about that like whether you run a CRB or a VBR2 and those are how formats many passes. you're talking about. Yeah, those are like compression um, methods mostly for the video, whether you need a lot of uh, data in a specific part of your video or if you're doing CRB is just going to pretty much run the same amount of compression throughout the whole video. VRB one will do like a little bit of data where you don't really need it, like a talking head. And if you got a big high dynamic range uh, moving scene with a lot of uh, effects, then it will concentrate more computing power into that specific uh moment no okay. so yeah, yeah no. that that has a lot to do with it that's good and and for those listening uh you know we you know we've on the show covered tons and tons of topics so um if if we can help inspire some some people who are just thinking about getting into 
the industry. I know that some of these terms and some of these things are a little over the top, but, um, but, but once, you know, once you start to really understand what we're saying, it's, it's going to catch on. So I would recommend anybody, you know, who, who's listening to this particular episode, have Google next to it so you can understand all these different terms and stuff like that. You know, I, I didn't even know about the CR, CRB or the, or the VBR too. That's, yeah. That's I mean, intense. on that topic, like the research that I did is I ended up when I export, I use CRB, uh, option and I understood that gave better quality, uh, in the settings that I use uh, as opposed to VR. Is that correct? Right. Well, I can't write it on stone. I, I could only tell you what I've learned through people like Matty Hapoya and other YouTubers that have really good quality. I usually find someone that has really good quality, then try and find their tutorials on why they do, well, how they do it and why they do it that way. And then I just try to try to compare it to my own like uh, a little bit of scientific research because i like to do a lot of exports and just switching between the parameters so i don't know there there's no rule really for that i'm guessing it depends a lot on what you're using and how it comes out yeah like for me there's this in in my youtube uh, uh save playlist there's a video from Mari Hapoya where he he explains like his export um, process completely. He uses Mac, but you could do it also now that um, with Premiere 20, you could do 422 ProRes convert with media encoder. You could do a lot of the things that he does on a Mac. So that's pretty nice. Also, it speeds up the workflow like crazy, not having to work directly from like H.264 or H.265. That's pretty awesome. I okay. love that, yeah, whole, I usually, that whole crew. That whole crew, Chris Howe, Matty Hapoya. I love them all, man. Yeah. They're so awesome. They're successful because they know how to do their things. Yeah, <laughs> they do. They do. And uh, and they do it for the love, you know what I'm saying? They do it. Yeah. They're not in it for the money, so. Even though they're making hand over fist, hanging out with Peter McKinney. <laughs> doing their own thing, too. And Kenny. Yeah. On oh, this topic, Kenny. obviously, we it's have the, the situation with with uh the cameras right uh but we were also touching behind the scenes on the subject of computers and like I, you know we've had an episode in the past where me and stevie go at it between pc and mac i'm a, a pc guy steve is a mac guy and well obviously as you would expect from this conversation diego is it depends guy so <laughs> i'm a whore <laughs> so i, I want to get your bi. input on, on what you think of, of of like the like what you like to use pc on what you like to use mac on and and how do you sort of combine both of them in your workforce well due to money limitations i just have to build shit with windows because it's cheaper and and i want to emphasize on on shit right you have to be, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> no, I'm messing, I'm messing. There, there, there's a misunderstanding that people think that you can't get a Mac and take it apart and then buy things and then put them in there. That's not true. It's just that it's so much more expensive. And, and, so, and it is more complicated. Well, I guess. I don't know. I, I When I was in electronic engineering, yeah, I remember fixing like literally... Uh, um, millimeter wide 
thin uh, copper lines in motherboards. So, so yeah, yeah it you depends have to on like, your limitations. You have to like solder shit. <laughs> no, not really. Not on Max. No. Yeah, you do. No, no you don't. <laughs> For like a CPU, you have to solder that shit. Why? Because I don't CPU know if it clicks. I don't know if it clicks in, but doesn't it come like fused from the factory, the motherboard yeah. with all of the, like yeah, it, all the chips? There are now, things that you can take out, like RAM and SSDs. Even though there are some Macs where they fucking soldered the SSD because they're yeah. fucking pieces of shit. Um, <laughs> but but yeah, it's not as easy. I but follow a it, guy that yeah, fixes it's definitely, Macs, and it's, it's a definitely not mission. as easy. But it's it's. I mean, like uh, having um, what do you call that? A cautina, soldering mm -hmm. iron from your hand. It's not a big deal. And and I don't know if you guys follow Linus. Yeah, tech tips. Yeah. Linus tech tips. Yeah, you know all the 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 Mac mods that he's done. Like you could see a lot of the things that you could do on a Mac there, and they don't really seem all that tough. Like I've personally never done it. I like yeah, but I, he also buy, he also had a recent video where he paid like five thousand dollars for an iMac. And some shit was fucked up with the GPU or CPU, and nobody at Mac could help him. He had to bring in this guy called Louis Grossman or Grossman, who's like the guy that I that I watch, Steven, that I send you videos. He fixes Macs, but he's always like streaming on it, and he's just like, as you can see here, this chip we need to take it off because Mac cannot make chips. Well, we'll have to replace it with another one from a donor board because Mac does not allow the manufacturer to sell me the chips to fix the fucking shit computer they made. So, like, that's the, the, the type of personality, right? But, uh, dude, he nice. had they, they had to fix his computer. And, of course, if you're fucking Linus, you're like, all right, I'll buy another iMac for 5000 This one works perfectly? Great, because when a Mac works perfectly, which I would assume most of them do, it's great. Mm -hmm. Like, I would say, I don't know, 80%. Because Stevens never had any issues. But when you have an issue with a Mac and you're out of the warranty, you're fucked. Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. That's the thing. Like with cameras and computers, that's my belief. You should never keep technology more than a year and a half, two years. Like I've already have Damn. this camera for for it's almost going to be two years in January. And I'm already putting it up for sale. Uh, I just build this computer in january and i'm already putting up for sale the cpu and then i'll change the ram like i think if with technology you expect it to last forever like an old car then then you're not going at it the right way if you want technology to last you forever then then you most likely need it for like office work where you all you use is like word or excel and most of that you could just do on web apps yeah I agree, actually. So, so on the topic of messing around with your Mac, I actually have a twenty, a mid twenty twelve MacBook Pro, and um, and I just updated now, eight years later, uh, to a solid state drive and uh, sixteen gigs of RAM, where it was a seven hundred and fifty gig hard disk with uh, eight gigs of RAM, right? Previously. And so there was one time where we were, had to edit one of these episodes, and I have Adobe, and everything boots up. You at, at face value, my my computer runs really good, like really smoothly, but then it starts to do 
any sort of processing and my my cpu is only a single core cpu mm. so that you know what i'm saying that that's where i didn't realize that i wasn't going to be able to do that and um do just a simple like input video put a title page put an end you know what i mean just those simple things to do some audio audio fade in fade outs you know transitions stuff like that we're not talking anything crazy i it took me it took me over a day and a half and i was not even able to be successful i had to take it out to my uh my girl's brand more new macbook uh pro it just could not take it could not do it and it sucks and i would love to be able to change the cpu on this but you know just like you guys were saying earlier, I, I just can't. Like, I mean, or I know However, you can, but I don't. I don't know. But to to be to be fair on this, you couldn't really do that either with a PC, not because you couldn't take it out, but just because the upgrade wouldn't be there. You know, like Stevie knows, and if you've heard the podcast, you you maybe have heard of this. A few months back, I had a fuck up with a computer. I built a computer about like four years ago. And and it was it was a badass computer, and really I made it to last me like over five years and shit. And then one day changing the GPU, the graphics card, some shit fucked up, and it was either the motherboard or the CPU. So I had to get a new motherboard and CPU. But the thing is, like, even if I was able to figure out which one of the two got fucked up, it would be almost going backwards to try to get the pairing motherboard or cpu to that like it was even it was just better to move forward and the thing is cpus and motherboards are kind of tied together so a, a new motherboard is only going to work with the new cpus and and then you know you might have a little backwards compatibility and a little forward compatibility but not many generations you know what i'm talking about so but yeah. what ended up happening is i got a new motherboard and a new cpu and this shit is fucking just powerful, bro. I got the Intel i7 uh, 10,700K with a, with an MSI badass. Well, you can see it uh, um, a little bit here on the picture, but with a badass motherboard. Anyways, the thing is, I was able to salvage everything else from the computer, right? I had a really nice power supply. I had 32 gigs of RAM. I had a really good graphics card. I had like five SSDs for memory. So all of that, I had a badass case. All of that, I, I just literally just swapped it and put it with the new motherboard and the new CPU. And it just made me feel so good about me being able to swap and, and just fix my thing whenever I want. Whereas in a Mac, everything's soldered into one motherboard and you can you cannot you just have to move to the next i mean and, and it's by design they make shit so that you move on three four years and throw that shit away no? but but are you talking about like only um like all-in-one computers like laptops and imacs or also like like power macs power well, macs you are, are right you are right power i'm actually not class. making a fair comparison but i've never had a power mac so uh, right. Would you confirm if I'm talking the empire of shit or if I have a little bit of <laughs> of, a, of a win here? I wouldn't confirm nor deny that. But what I always tell my like, I have a lot of students that want to upgrade and everybody is always on the trend. Like, no, I want a laptop. I want a laptop. I'm like, all right, you could get a laptop. But most likely, if you want to change your graphics card, you're going to get fucked. Yeah. If you want to change a lot of different components like your cooling system or a lot of things that we get to do on desktops. 
you are gonna be fucked. Like I have two desktops right here. I also have an old um, Intel um, computer. Uh, the one you saw, Kiko, when you were here. And I remember that was a pretty cool computer when I built it like seven years ago. But right now, when I was going to upgrade, start upgrading stuff inside of it, I was like, nah, that's just definitely not worth it. And I could still um, process 10-minute videos on it, but it'll take like two hours to render, and a lot of things will just be too choppy, and I'll have to reduce uh, streaming quality to like 1 16th and pretty much leave one day in media encoder, switching all of my videos, uh, codec files, so I could try and do it in ProRes 422. Well, it was a pain. Right now, I, I got a new computer. It's it's not uh, Intel, it's AMD. Um, and I've just had the processor, which it's fine, for two months. But since I'm always making these little tests about uh, performance, I see that GPU-wise, I'm pretty good, but I'm lacking on on CPU performance and memory performance, on RAM performance. So those are the two things that right now I just want to switch. Um, however, if I was, if I had a lot of money and I would just to invest that directly on a Mac, yeah, probably two thousand bucks more, I would invest it in a Mac because I really like the interface. Yeah, yeah. Um, I was, and, and you guys seem to dig a little bit deeper than me as far as like tinkering. And when I did this update to the SSD and to the whole thing, I just booted a disk from Mac, right? And I wonder if there's something on our on the Mac boards that identify it to be able to have the um, identify for it to be able to have the Mac OS on there. Or can I just get build a, a, a PC tower and just slap Catalina on there or Big Sur <laughs> coming up soon? There's an episode in Linus Tech Tips where they do that. They do? Okay, cool. They yeah. slap Catalina up and down. <laughs> but it's, uh, it's legal in Canada. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's legal in Canada. <laughs> no, it's not. They actually they actually <laughs> disclose in every episode. It's like, this is not legal. Things, I think both of them are illegal anyways. Oh, <laughs> all right <laughs> no i'm for people right, that might right. not know steven's just like you know and they I, I what if i just slap catalina up in that bitch and people are like what the fuck is this the catalina wine fest oh, yeah. mixer catalina, the catalina wine, wine mixer, mixer? <laughs> no it's, it's an it's a software right it's an os it's an operating system software i don't know if we're sounding too technical to some people or too stupid to other people you know what well, i mean we're right in the middle i think we're, we're most right likely <laughs> like like we're right in the middle where we don't have an audience for this like we're right in the, in the middle where, like, we sound too stupid for the people that know, and we sound too technical for the people that don't give a fuck about these topics. Like, yo, can you guys talk about waffles and fucking pepperoni pizza? It's like, hey, guys. Speaking of waffles. No, I'm kidding. But, yeah, no. For me, it, it comes down to this. I have some students that are crazy rich, that they have, like, shitload of land, businesses. They don't care about the money. And I always ask them. What is your budget and what do you want to do with it? And that's what my answers always attach to, pretty much. And how much are you willing to put in the time to learn? Because if you just want to edit, like just with Premiere Rush, you could do that on a tablet and with a, with a camera record directly on MP4 and just upload it directly through a, through a wireless interface. So, 
it's it's how deep do you want to get into something you know now i when you were talking about the laptops and desktops like i have a thing when where, where like I, since i started building pcs it's like unless i'm at the position where i have to move places and i have to be on the move at that time i'll, I'll probably get a mac uh well i want to get a laptop but I will get a Mac just because I know they're they're really comfortable when you're on the go and shit like that. If I have to record on the road, but I w- I will first need to check how, how would the compatibility be with working with a Mac and a PC because I remember I went to a studio here in Spain. My boy he was he he had access to a really nice studio because he was like uh, studying there, and the, the whole studio was like this big ass rack table connected to a Mac. And I brought my USB with the like the music that we we're gonna work on and shit, and and he didn't read it, right? And it's like a, something as simple as Windows has like XFAT, it's like the format for files, and then fucking Mac has like FAT32 or some other shit, and it's just like, can you just fucking make it compatible? It's almost as if it's almost as if they do shit on purpose, you know? You know how like. The whole world uses the metric system, and it fucking makes sense, and it actually is is the most accurate way to do it because you do it by hundreds, right? And then the U.S. comes and it's like, no, we're gonna use the American system. God damn it, we're gonna <laughs> use inches. We're gonna the imperial use imperial system, <laughs> right? Because when, when I have we my walk, thoughts about that, too. we use our feet, so we're gonna use feet. God damn it, in yards. <laughs> But sir, like, so it's like you're gonna do it by sixteens and divide it. Isn't that gonna make it like very weird fractions? It's just like I don't give a fuck. <laughs> so it's, it almost seems like Mac has. I mean, maybe it could be that Mac is just that American that they like they keep that. Like, no, we're gonna change it. Oh, you have you want a new computer? It has no USB ports. What? What? What, dog? What's good? <laughs> is that a thing, though? I'm a, is that a thing? Isn't that a no. thing? No. It's like not. You need like a dongle. There's some shit they took off. Don't fuck with me. <laughs> There's some shit they took off and you need to buy a dongle separately to even like put well, USBs. Don't fuck with me. Then again, that, that's almost how much do you want to invest into something and how much do you need it? Because there's tablets right now. Like my little brother, Santi, you know Santi. He, like we both had MacBooks and had a couple of PCs. I had a desktop. He had a laptop. And when my brother was going to give him a new computer, he's like, what do you do on it? And he's a, he's a doctor. All he does is like very basic word stuff and drawings and anatomic, anatomic uh, research. But basically, all he needs is a powerful tablet. And yeah, that has no USB um, inputs. That has the, a lot of the things that you and I need. And Stevie, maybe he doesn't need it. So right. why would he get a computer where he could just get something like literally this this to carry this this is what i take everywhere to to do most of my photography and videography presentations because i'm not going to edit on it though i can with premiere rush but i'm not going to get the same performance as in my computer and uh linux uh, windows chromium and mac they all have file formats that you could save on to uh, format your drives on right now. It's just that most people don't take their time to do the research 
to say, okay, what the fuck do I do yeah. so I can use my Windows on a Mac, on a Linux, and on a Chromium? Because I know because I had to do it and I went through that. I remember I did all of my work on my PC and then I took my MacBook to the university and when I was going to do my presentation, I couldn't upload it. And I was like, ah, oh, fuck, what the shit? Yeah. <laughs> so I agree. Right, well, there's always a workaround. No, but it is. It, it takes, it takes, that, uh, it takes that, that hitting of the wall at one time to know, oh, shit, yeah, there is a certain uh, way to format stuff actually when i was doing the upgrade it gave me the option of doing these different formats and i when i started looking into it you you actually have like a uh, the windows format the mac format and then the one that could work for both yeah and i'm yeah. like oh well that's convenient hell yeah you, you know what would be nice in my opinion how about the one that works with both is just a default and only option yeah well <laughs> Well, that all depends on where you look at it from. Because if you come from Windows to Mac, then Mac people are going to tell you that exact same thing. (laughs) All right. Well, thank you for that. Now, uh, how about this? Now, this is the way that I look at it. Like with a PC, you you can put in things, put them out, and and it's sort of just it's it's easy, right? Like if one thing gets fucked up, you're actually able to troubleshoot it and find out what's fucked, remove it, put something else in. Would you say that with the with the Mac power towers, that's something that's almost works like that as well? I don't know about the new power Macs, but I remember working. Um, I used to administer a computer um, company in Colombia. I did it for a couple of years, and with an old power Mac, uh, we were able to do that. Not an iMac, not a MacBook, but then again, with Windows laptops, we couldn't do that either. I don't know about the new ones because the new ones they they seem to be amazing. Like I would love to have one of those sixty thousand dollar Power Max, but <laughs> that is way more than I need. So I'll probably just for now with a four thousand dollar computer and a two thousand dollar camera, I could just spend the rest of the money traveling and making more footage. Yeah, I'll be honest with you. Like I guess eventually will come a point where I feel like, all right, we need that upgrade, but. Like the 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 comfort that I have now with how I edit my stuff at 1080 and the computer I have, it just feels like everything just works as a powerhouse. And yeah, you will need so much more to just start fucking around with 4K that, yeah, not only, I mean, just space. You know, I already struggle with space. Yeah. Um, you know, just physical space. So, so yeah, I think uh, that that's definitely something to keep in mind. When it comes to a laptop, I see it as like the last thing that I would get if I really need it, you know. And for traveling, you know, you can stick a Focusrite interface on that shit and do podcasts on the go or record music. Uh, but, yeah, eventually I wouldn't want to see if I can get a Mac. And maybe if I do a little research and, and not be a piece of shit dumbass, lazy motherfucker <laughs> like Diego said, then maybe I can find a way to have... The Mac uh, book uh, laptop work with my Windows setup as well. Uh, I don't know what type of program I would use on the Mac. Maybe GarageBand or Logic Pro or any of them. Any of them. Well, the one that I use for PC doesn't work. For it's only PC. uh, Which which is is the one uh, that you use? Sonar Cakewalk. Cakewalk. Okay. Yeah. Uh, At the end of the day, I mean, like, like. Diego was saying before we we began, you have the ability of running a virtual machine, 
Although it, it, yeah, it but depends. Then, if you I have mean, for a, that, for that, you feel me? Like, I just don't see the point of that unless you, unless you're someone that uses, for example, Mac for everything. But then you need something that only works for Windows, so you use this virtual machine for that thing, right? Mm-hmm. But if what I do is already having to do with recording as the main thing. Why would I get a computer that cannot do it and then have to, I mean, that it cannot do it with the program that I want to do it with and then just use a virtual machine for it? Um, I just use like a Mac thing and then just export waves and then send those to my PC, right? There you go. You yeah. cannot, but uh, I'm just saying because maybe the Mac is just more powerful as a compact machine, you know? Because the thing is what, with a PC, is like my tower is huge. You need space to have all these things. And the Mac, they're just good at making it tiny, you know? So. I might yeah. have to have a, a, a Mac, but I want to wait until they come out with the new CPUs and the first fuck-ups come, come about because there's going to be fuck-ups so that we can see which ones work, which don't, which have, uh, you know, you know, little errors and bugs. So, but what, what, what would you need it for? Just to record and edit? Yeah, I mean, uh, essentially, even though I don't expect it to have the same power as, like, my home setup... I would want it to, well, audio, of course, record and process audio as normal, and then even, like, edit videos. Because that's the thing. For me, instead of waiting for the latest and greatest, as they say, um, I'd rather go a couple of years back and buy something that is, like, souped up. That's what I would do. Because if that's the thing, if that's just on the go and I only travel once a month or every so on, and I spend most of my time sitting here on my desk, which is what I do. That's why I need a comfortable chair and a comfortable setup. Um, I'd rather keep investing money on my everyday setup. And then like, like this laptop, this is a pretty old laptop with an i5 and a pretty shitty graphics card. But I get to view the videos that I need, slightly edit them, and get them ready for when I get to my home setup and then every everything I need to do, I do it in my home setup. For me, this is just something that I do on the go. Or you could get one of these, like these, these RAF power, um, it's like a, like, like, like a power supply for your, for your, for your, like a, bat- a power bank, I believe they're called. But I stick in my SD card here and it has Wi-Fi. So it also does like Wi-Fi amp and this I could just pass it to my tablet and I just go through the footage here and I can edit with any mobile device app through my tablet. It, it all depends on how much do you need to work on the go because I don't find it sensible to, to invest a shitload of money on something on the go if you only on the go every once in a while. If you're on the go every week, and if most of your work is on the go, then for me, that would make sense. No, I'm talking about like, I have a private jet, I'm flying from city to city, <laughs> and I need something to like, if I'm in the airplane, right? Higher than the Lear, and some shit just fucking sounds banging, right? I could be like, yo, Stevie D, we're having a podcast on the way to fucking Singapore. Like, shit happens, you know? And I need to be ready yeah, for that. Yeah, definitely, you so, need dude, that. You need obviously, that. now I don't need that. So thank you, because it does depend. But with the one, the shit that I'm talking about depends on when we have that lyric jet, right? So that's <laughs> for sure. You know, with the broski doodles <laughs> in the outside. <laughs> oh shit! Like you dope. know these Asus Asus computers that came up, the laptops that they have like a 2060 or 2080, and they have the mobile version of a 3950, um, which is like a 16 core processor 
which like 32 threads, those are crazy laptop computers. But of course, that's like $4,000, $6,000. And I would love to have that because I get all the power on the go. Uh, but then again, you get thermal throttling. You know, they only work as good as they could um, yeah. keep the thermals low. And you're never going to get that in a laptop as yeah. much as you're going to get it on a Pre desktop. Pretty much so. like a laptop is sort of an impossible design. It's like, let's grab, let's grab all these things that need space and airflow and stick them together and hope for the best. <laughs> Do it straight up. Like, you find this, like, even on Macs and shit, like, there's this science where, like, there's this science of, of laptops where, like, there's a thing that pushes air and then it goes nowhere. Like, it just stays inside because they just didn't think through it. So a lot of it is just finding a computer that has a good airflow design. Like a lot of yeah. times, like that's one of the main things to look into because even if it has really good power and hardware, if if that shit is being throttled by heat, there's nothing you can do to fix that. If you have a desktop, you can improve your cooling, but you cannot really improve your cooling on a laptop. The, the, the design is just how it comes. So, right, that's why usually workstations, uh, mobile workstations, they're fat. They're they're like a brick and they weigh they weigh a lot. Because usually they have like way more fans and they have a better design and they have um, airflow through the keyboards and the back and the front. But those things still get super hot. Like like when you're working on them, you literally feel your whole your complete surface. First of all, the 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 sound it sounds insane. Like at sixty uh, degrees Celsius. Um, it just sounds like at 30 db and it's that's insane to work with if you're recording a podcast like just this computer was sounding pretty loud but yeah definitely those computers if all you need is like um like a cooling system for it you're gonna you're gonna pretty much be stuck i think that's why working um what do you, what do you call it like your work process has to be optimized like there's this guy i'm not remember i don't remember right now what his channel is um but he's very successful he's got one of the best um videography companies in the u.s he usually does real estate for over million dollar houses home um but the guy on his on, on his master classes he's like i don't record on c-log i usually just get the picture profile right on camera i try to do everything right on camera and then with a compressed file i just pass it on to the editing software and that way he's always on the go but he can edit very lightly on a way cheaper computer yeah and that picture profile stuff was is really interesting to me uh you know i've, I've always wanted to shoot as flat as possible but yeah you're you're just adding more to what you have to do on the back end you know um and I don't know, I just feel, I feel like being able to at least work from the ground up. And, and in that sense, I mean, camera to computer, if you learn your craft and learn what you got to do, like beforehand, we were dealing with the shutter speed and the, and the, and the, and yeah, the screens behind the us. And these are all things that like, you know, if you're, if you're trying to get into it, you're going to bump your head against or whatever. But by learning what to do on the front end, you'll save yourself a lot of issues more so on the back end and, and when it comes to computers you'll save yourself a lot of money when it comes yeah. to, you know what i mean I, I actually kind of agree with uh whoever that person is whoever that real estate it's not like uh yeah, grant cardone or one of these uh who's this guy uh in new york i don't know whatever well uh hey, this guy's channel oh sorry keep on going no no, no you, my you, bad. diego what's up 
Don't don't let Diego oh, don't let uh, Kiko uh, cut your <laughs> cut your thought process. Fuck fuck him. <laughs> no 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 don't worry. About it. I, I remember his his video. I, I believe his vi- full time video filmmaker. I think that's like his channel. Oh dude, I his, love that. His yeah, whole enterprise. Yeah. yeah, that dude. He's so good. And I remember way back in the day when he started doing his things. Um, it was very basic very very basic like with the with the equipment we have right now he could do it and sure right now he has a better camera he doesn't shoot 8k but most of the thing he still does them the same way yeah. which is pretty awesome because it makes you like think like, he kind of really looks like invest. like either latino or like middle eastern and like but yeah, clean like shaved or something like that yeah 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 i don't know which yeah. one if it's the one i'm thinking about <laughs> he's pretty douchey in my my, you know, my bad. I guess my, he might Well, he look looks a like little. a jock kind yeah. of guy. Yeah, he, yeah, he's very like, I just don't like his flow. But hey, you know, he all puts the out best luck to it for him. <laughs> what? He puts out some really cool stuff. No, that's cool, man. You know, Actually, a lot of, but like when we started doing like video him. and photography, we actually got a lot of the wedding, um, the wedding, shooting a wedding and shooting real estate tips from him, you know, and then, nice. and then you start developing that. So he's, he's a ball. He's a a master of his craft or at least you know i think so yeah definitely him and mari 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 who's mari i believe he does like mostly wedding stuff i really like the way he focuses on uh, what type of equipment do you have and what do you want to get it done and this is the cheapest way you could do it that's uh, that's something that i really like to to try and tell my clients or my students Mm -hmm. like what's your end goal and what's the best way you could save money and time on just learning how to get there yeah. period yeah i agree that's why circling back to how this whole conversation started why my decision to not go up to full frame and full uh with 4k and spending i don't know a thousand seven hundred dollars on a on a eos r goes to maybe just spending like right now i think i told Kiko, I'm not sure if it was Kiko yesterday that there's an M50 for like under 400 bucks, oh, wow. and it's in mint condition. Yeah, oh. and if I can sell my camera Jump for 600 it. bucks, and and that's it, I, I'll buy that camera, and then I want to be on the lookout for another camera and a speed booster. Now, speed boosters are expensive. Mm. A good quality. What does speed that boosters do? Boosters like 400 bucks. All right, like you know how you get a a 1.850 mil usually for portraits or for like really good bokeh background separation. When you put on a speed booster on a crop factor um, sensor, you could go from that 1.8 f-stop to like a 0.9. So you get really good what? bulk and just amazing. You could you could check out this video from Potato Jet, which I also love that guy, where he compares the M50 with a speed booster to an EOS R. And yeah, the EOS R wins, definitely. But look at how much money you're saving. <laughs> So the speed booster sort of like mimics that additional uh, openness of the lens. Yeah, what it tried, to, what it tries to do is to compensate for the extra um, uh, area that you're getting on a sensor, on a full frame sensor. So it pretty much makes it so that with a crop sensor, you mimic a full frame sensor. Remember that a one point eight on a on a full sensor on a full frame sensor is not the same as a one point eight on our cameras is it would be like a 2.8 or 3 something like that so right so so a 1.8 on on a crop sensor you're really even more closed yeah 
Yeah, you always have to have that 1.6 or 1.5. So then how how would it take you to 0.9? Or the speed booster takes you even further back than going back to a full frame? No, no, no. It it gets you very close to a full frame, but on a crop sensor camera. That's the thing. You get way lighter and cheaper equipment, giving you almost the exact same results. And what is it? Like, is it a physical thing you attach to the lens or... Yeah, in between the lens and the camera, it, it gives you more like flange space and it has optics that um, they pretty much work out so that you don't have no chromatic aberration and that it pretty much a magnifying glass in between the sensor and your lens. So it, it allows to capture more light. Sweet. I'm going to do that. I'm going to do that with the 6500. I'm going to try to see, you know, uh, what speed booster do you recommend? Or do you have a brand that that jumps out at you? I think Viltrox, they they build pretty good ones. That's the thing. I saw that because Maddie Who's Maddie works uh, A7S2, your camera, Mm -hmm. with a speed booster that has ND filters built into it. So that's pretty awesome. That's pretty awesome. <laughs> and and he works with Canon and Nikon lenses. Like I believe he uses the the not the G the G version of the Nikon 50mm. I had that other one that is like you could um manually uh adjust the the aperture on it. So so it's so nice to work for video. <laughs> oh my god, dude. And that's a $50 lens. <laughs> <laughs> crazy yeah oh wow yeah that's that's one thing i gotta say you know when it comes to sony man they they're like apple man i i guess i just love to to spend money (laughs) because sony (laughs) apple bro they just oh yeah bro we have we have really easy really nice stuff to work with just get your checkbook out and 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 hope you don't overdraft because that shit's gonna be super expensive dude (laughs) I do love them, but they're completely opposite when you're going to use them. Because Apple is super user-friendly. Now those fucking menus from Sony. Dude, yeah. Okay, let's talk about that for the last five minutes of this podcast. What is Sony doing with these menus, dude? Oh, my God. Yeah. I'm like, and, and then I try to upgrade. So, like, it, Kiko was saying, hey, can you, like, can you monitor from your camera? Or can you at least hit record from your camera so that you can step back? So that you don't get, like, you know, this thing going crazy. We figured out what was what was the issue so we don't have to go into that but but i was just like i'm going through these menus and i'm just like what in the actual fuck (laughs) and then i try to go and update stuff so i go to like manage application and it says oh you can update your smart control right oh do you have a do you have a a um a sony account because you have to like like i connected it to my wi-fi i have to log in with the sony account on the on the on the camera and i know it's probably easier to just do it through a utility on the computer and i'm gonna do that but I was just like, I have the account, I have the password, I type it in. It's like putting in your passcode in like Xbox, but like way, way more, way, way more clunky. And it's like click, 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 click. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. oh my god. And it didn't work. And I'm like, oh, I just, you know what I mean? If it wasn't an A7S2, I would have chucked that shit across the street, bro. <laughs> that for me, that's what brings me to Canon. Because Canon has such an awesome user interface and that's the thing i have to know how to work pentax because my students have pentax i have to know how to use sony i have to use canon and nikon so i pretty much learned everything from every type of camera that's why i don't have a, a preferred a preferred yeah most of the times i don't have a a, a a preference over one or the other 
lately uh that's what makes me go more towards canon yeah though i do love sony like if i was to get a um i believe it's the 6600 6600 yeah mm-hmm. yeah yeah with the image stabilizer and a speed booster one thing that i've noticed is like and like at the end of the day the recommendations from diego ended up me deciding to get the add from canon and regardless of what we've talked about today i'm 100 percent happy that i got this camera because i fucking love it and one of the things that i that i noticed from it is me being a beginner like the the, the controls you know mm. ours and at the beginning it, it felt like a bit overwhelming but quickly i was just like it's all so simple i asked did i sound the british it's all so simple so simple <laughs> It's so simple. Brilliant. You take this little device Brilliant. from Japan and you just tingle and tongle it. And it all works. <laughs> no, but but it was really it was just, it was perfect, man. And it works. And then every time Stephen and me we have these conversations, you know, like in in the outside cameras, right? Like when we were preparing for the podcast, like, hey, bro, this and that with the Sony. Can you put it like this? Like, no, nah, bro. It's like, yo, why the fuck can you just do like simple changes on this shit? <laughs> and it's like it makes me feel like they're the Mac. Of, of of cameras, right? Where like, like the 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 image is amazing. I prefer like when I when I edit my shit. I love Steven's image. It's always so crisp, so good. But then when it comes to the fucking <laughs> like little things and bits and pieces, like, can you do this? Like, no, bro. Like, it, it, it used to keep out of focusing, which apparently got fixed now. So we'll see if we don't have any we'll more see, episodes we'll without a focus. But I see, I see my face getting followed with a little box and like. Okay, that's like good. Right that's on good. point. Because so. one thing of that the yeah. Canon has is that the out of focus of the Canon is fucking oh, yeah. so good. It's so good. So. Uh, I don't know. Well, in any case, uh, I think that was a, a great episode. I really hope that our listeners uh, were able to tolerate it. If you are into cameras and technology in general. So, yeah, if you're into this type of shit and cam and cameras, I hope that you enjoyed it. If you're not, I hope that you were able to tolerate at least us talking shit about it. Because I do understand this was more of an episode of technicalities and, and shit like that. But in any case, thanks for tuning in. Uh, and, and we'll have you back with some some other topics very soon. Peace.